from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast for women on leadership and life skills with Rhea Story. Rhea shares powerful life and leadership principles, helping you maximize your potential and become the woman God created you to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast designed to help you discover and develop the leader you are destined to be. Um, I'm interested to share today's podcast episode with you, five things that great women with influence don't do. And the reason I really, this topic was on my mind this week as I caught myself um, in one of these things that great women with influence don't do. I I caught this um, in my own life and then I caught myself and I said, you know what, that's something I need to stop doing. It's not serving me really well. So then I thought, you know what, It, it is a journey, right? relationships and building influence and, and leading other people. It is a journey. You know, we are going to make mistakes. And the trick is just that when we catch ourselves making a mistake to, to stop doing it and refocus course correct and get back on track. So it's not about being perfect. None of us are perfect and I'm certainly not perfect. Um, so this, I, but that's one reason that this topic really came to mind this week. Um, it's been on my list for a while of things to do a podcast episode on, but it just seemed timely this week as I caught myself in one of these, um, one of these negative habits or negative for me, right? It's negative and relationship to where I want to go and, and influencing other people. So five things great women with influence don't do. Number one, first and foremost, compare themselves to others. And this is actually the one that I caught myself um, falling, almost falling into the habit of. Um, I did a marathon. I ran a marathon last week um, and it was a great experience. Um, it was a great race. Everything really turned out really well, other than it got a little hot toward the end. But, but so far as running marathons, you know, it's a, it's always a, a stretch goal for me. Um, and if you've heard some of my podcast episodes on how far I've come um, to be able to run at all, you know, I started out not being able to to really run down the street, and um, I had to go to a running coach and actually learn um, how to run more efficiently because I was so terrible at it. So to go from that. Um, to being able to run marathons is a huge accomplishment for me. And so I like to choose um, a couple of uh, endurance events, um, maybe one or two a year, because it it creates discipline in my life. You know, I have to eat better. I have to train. um, I get up and exercise more. So it's really good. And I like to to challenge myself with a stretch goal. And so this weekend um, was a, a marathon I'd been training for, um, for several months and because I'd done one earlier in the year and I really just w- didn't have a great experience and I knew I had not done as good as I could. And so this past weekend, um, this marathon, I really, I really had a stretch goal, um, with my time 
and how, you know, how fast I wanted to run the marathon. And I knew it was a bit of a stretch goal and that's okay. You know, I kind of had a 10 minute window that I said, you know what, I've trained for this race. I've prepared for this race. I'm mentally ready. And this is this 10 minute window is when I'm going to come in. And I did, um, I was right in the window, um, of the target window for my goal for the race. And so I was really happy with that. But then that little voice comes in and I started, you know, looking at, um, I think someone asked me actually, what, well, you, did you win the race? And, and I, of course not, I didn't win the marathon, but, um, someone said, well, how, what place did you come in? And, um, you know, when I went back and looked, it's so easy to get caught up in comparing my time to others um, in my age group and in my category. So how, how fast I ran it suddenly paled in comparison to, well, what place did I come in? I was in like 29th place for my age group or category or something. And so, the, but I had to catch myself, right? Because then I stopped focusing on, man, I'd set a goal and I'd accomplished it. I started focusing on how well I didn't do in comparison to everybody else. And see, that's something that, that great women with influence don't do. Don't compare yourself to others because I forget who says it, but your journey is different than theirs. And um, there's a great quote, and I, I don't remember who said it, that, that comparison is the thief of joy, right? The minute we stop appreciating our, ourself and our success and comparing it to others is when we can we can lose the joy in it. Now, I don't mean that we should think that we are all that in a bag of cookies or brag about ourselves. But what I mean is, in, in my example especially, you know, I'd set a, a stretch goal and I'd worked really hard and I'd accomplished it. And being growth focused, I'm not going to stop there, right? The, the world doesn't end. I, I don't just get to, to stop just because I've achieved something, but, but continue to grow and continue to be growth focused. But I also don't need to get caught up in beating myself up because I'm not somebody else or didn't run as fast as somebody else or didn't do something as well as somebody else. You know, I've talked about this before. We are all naturally gifted in, in one way or another. And it's, it's learning to appreciate and leverage our strengths rather than, you know, focus on all the things that we aren't gifted in. So first and foremost, great women influencers don't compare themselves to others. They are continually growth focused. They, they are continually to work on their weaknesses relative to character, but don't compare yourselves to others and a strength that you may not be as strong in relative to competency or skills or abilities. Um, all we can do is accept responsibility for improving ourselves. So don't, don't focus so much on somebody else. Take the responsibility for improving yourself. If you're not happy with where you want to be relative to something, then accept responsibility for improving it and quit worrying about someone else. We're only in competition to be better than the person we were yesterday. So number two, great women influencers don't believe they must always have the answers. And you know, we, none of us always have the answers, right? And, um, we know it, but a lot of times I think we feel pressured to have an appearance as a leader or as a parent, um, or just as a, a leader in our, in our family or a community. Sometimes we believe that we always have to have everything together. And part of that is always having the answers. 
but you know, we're not always going to have the answers. And so it's important for us to be transparent when we don't have the answer to say, you know what, let's find out together or let's ask someone who can help us. Great women influencers have the confidence in themselves and the security in themselves to be humble and you know, they realize that, that they don't always have the answers and they don't know everything. And so they're willing to be stronger as a team because they can, you know, fall back and ask somebody else, let somebody else be the leader in a particular situation. So really important, um, to think about that. Just remembering that we don't always have to have the answers and being okay with that. Number three, five things great women influencers don't do. Number three is see vulnerability as a weakness. And I've talked about this a lot. You know, a lot of times we have the perception um, as women that, you know, we are considered the weaker sex or um, weaker as leaders or not as strong. You know, but women by nature are a little more relational. Um, and you know, it's not, I'm not bashing anyone there. It's just, it's just a fact that women tend to be a little more nurturing by nature. But a lot of times, um, that requires us to be vulnerable, right? When you, when you care about somebody, you are vulnerable. You open yourselves up to them. Sometimes you get hurt, right? When you are open to someone and, and willing to be vulnerable in that relationship, it, it means you, sometimes you're going to get hurt. Sometimes the person might not even mean to hurt your feelings. But when you care about somebody or love somebody or want to lead and influence them and develop that relationship, nurture them, it, it's a little bit of a vulnerability, right? That can be a huge strength when it comes to influence and building relationships. Um, but we've got to remember that it is a strength and don't see that as a weakness. You know, the thing is that we see vulnerability in other people, right? And it is vulnerable to be authentic, to be yourself, um, to be able to open up to others or care about others. And we admire that in other people, but it feels very scary in ourselves. And so a lot of times we, we want to see that as a weakness, but it's not vulnerability and authenticity is a great strength, particularly when it comes to influence. Um, it's something that, that I think we all struggle with a little bit. Um, I struggled with that, particularly when I started sharing, um, my story of growing up, you know, as a, as a teenager and being abused, um, from age 12 to 19 through my dad, by my dad. And you know, eventually, um, it progressed as I got older and eventually he, you know, started forcing me to play the role of his wife and, and ultimately ended up trafficking me, um, to others, to men he would meet on the internet. And, you know, for years I didn't talk about it because it was so, um, powerful and, and shameful in my life. I didn't want to talk about it. Right. And it was vulnerable. It felt vulnerable to talk about that. But what I realized was that, when I can be vulnerable and share that story, it, it really is a strength. And interestingly enough, I get stronger when I do share it, right? So something great women influencers don't do is see vulnerability as a weakness. Vulnerability and authenticity is a huge strength when it comes to leadership and influence. Um, just try that in your own relationships. You know, don't be afraid to be vulnerable to your kids, right? They, they already know you're not perfect. Um, the question is, do you know it and, and are you willing to embrace that?
Number four, don't put others down. Um, you know, this is something that's, it's, it's just so important that we always um, are lifting others up. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't offer advice or wisdom or if someone asks for feedback or um, a place that they can improve, then absolutely we can share that. But, but don't put others down in a negative way. So, you know, when we're, when I always, I always like to just try to make sure if I'm talking about someone, especially when they are not around, it's very critical that we are talking about them positively. And if we can't, then, you know, if we have a problem with someone, we need to go to that other person. We don't need to talk about them behind their back because that will, that doesn't increase our influence positively. It might increase our influence with negative people, but we don't want to do that. So, you know, and it's, I know it's difficult to do, but, but just try to catch yourself when you're talking about someone, make sure that it's a positive um, comment. Don't put someone else down. If you've got a problem with them, go address that problem directly with them or don't talk about them, you know, but, but make sure that you are not putting someone down. You're lifting someone up. Um, there is a time and a place for constructive feedback. Absolutely. Um, but, but I don't think that that's ever accomplished, um, behind someone's back. And number five, don't, um, the last thing that great women influencers don't do, don't accept other people's version for your reality. And, uh, you know, I think that, that Les Brown has a quote similar to that, but you know, you know, you, uh, I think it's John Maxwell who says no great leader in history ever fought to prevent change. And when I think of some great women influencers and leaders from history, almost, almost none of them, I, let me just say none of them, all of them that I can think of have at some point had to overcome someone who tells them they can't do something. Don't accept it. If someone tells you you can't do something, don't accept that version for your reality, right? You've got to decide for yourself what your reality will be. What's the life that you're creating or the legacy that you're creating and working for? Don't accept someone else telling you you can't do something because number one, it might be a limiting belief that you start to embrace and it might not be true. Right. So that's why it's important to be careful who we ask uh, for advice. Make sure that when you want to do something or accomplish something, you ask people for advice who've successfully done it. Right. Don't get your advice off of Facebook. Don't ask people, should I do this? Um, because if they say no, then what are you going to do? Are you going to listen to them? Right. If it's something that you are passionate about and and called to do, then don't accept someone else telling you no. Don't accept someone else's version for your reality. You look at any great woman influencer and leader from history and she has overcome someone telling her she can't do something or she shouldn't do something. And you know, we are all on our own journey. We have got to make those decisions for ourselves. Now, absolutely, there is a place for wise counsel and mentorship. But what I'm saying here is that we need to be very, very careful where we're getting that from. So make sure that we're intentionally seeking out the right guidance and the right time. And at some point, you know, we have to just remember that if, if God has called us to do something, he'll equip us to accomplish it. 
Now, it doesn't mean we'll always have the answers. And we, of course, we talked about that earlier in number two. But, but don't accept someone else's version for your reality. Until next time. Start increasing your influence and maximizing your potential with Rhea's audiobooks. Available at audible.com, amazon.com, and iBooks. Please visit RiaStory.com to learn about Ria's books, resources, speaking, and training programs. Thanks for listening.